0: I would say that it is about setting up your structure of I'm your preceptor, I'm, I want you to learn, I'm here to support you in this journey. And I hope that you feel that whenever you have a question or there's something that you don't understand, you can come and ask me because at the end of the day, what's most important is I give you all the information you need to be successful and to safely care for our patients.
1: Welcome to Periop Talk making surgery safer one podcast at a time with brief, practical information for you to take back to the OR. Hi, everyone. Jake Runyon, Senior Manager for the Center for Perioperative Leadership at AORN. I'm joined by Lauren Danforth, the Senior Nursing Professional Development Specialist at Boston Children's Hospital. Lauren, you wrote a nice piece in The Stitch around building trust with your new hire my, my, my first question for you, Lauren, is how do you go about creating explicit expectations for this new hire?
0: In my job, I work a lot with new hires and with new preceptors. And one of the challenges that we often see is that preceptors will say, I thought that everyone knew this, or "Doesn't wasn't this an expectation of the job everyone knew about? And so, I always step back and and share with them, well, clearly not, right? If they didn't follow that rule that somehow you have, that you think everyone knows about, they don't know what the expectations are. And so I spend a lot of time coaching preceptors through ensuring that they share what it is they expect from their new hire. A great example I always give is arrival time. So I know it's different in every place, but uh, where I work, we say our shift is going to start at 6.30 a.m. And what we expect is that people come and they're ready to work at 6.30. Not that you're walking through the doors of the main hospital. Um, Like many other hospitals, it's a pretty big place. If you're just walking through the door at 6.30, you're not getting to the OR until probably 6.40, maybe based on elevator time, 6.45. And so we wanna make sure that we know our new hires, Like we start our job, we're, we're setting up rooms at 6.30. And so being really clear about that, because what happens is then preceptors say, well, don't they know that's when it starts and they should have been here and they become frustrated and I have to tell them back and say, okay, be clear about that. We need to be explicit with our expectations.
1: Yeah, I can imagine, especially since a lot of our new hires nowadays more than ever are, are new graduates too, right? So they're, yes. it's their first professional experience, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 That, that makes a lot of sense. Now. You also alluded to in the article, what can you do as a preceptor to work with leadership to build clinical experiences that make that journey successful?
0: Yeah, so oftentimes the mentality around precepting experiences are, let's give everyone a variety of experiences and show them the really cool things because this is such a great learning opportunity. Which it is a great learning opportunity to see that one surgery that's new, certainly. But when that orientee gets off of orientation, they're not going to be working on the brand new, you know, cutting-edge technology and surgery that's happening. They're going to be doing our very mundane things, and so it's helpful to work with your leadership to say, hey, you know, in our environment, I'll give an example in in our um, satellite our pediatric hospital and our satellite settings. We do a lot of these very routine surgeries, things like the hernia repair or uh, TNA. And so we want our orientees to see those routine things that they're going to have to take care of and they're gonna be in those rooms with the surgeons. We wanna see a lot of those. And we wanna give them those experiences over and over again so they become comfortable and they build confidence and confidence in those things. And so sometimes what happens is you're just assigned to a room, right? You're, you have an orientee and you're assigned to a room. And it's really about having these conversations with your leadership to say, hey, um, what I've noticed is that we're getting a lot of, you know, patients that aren't really the, the typical patients we're gonna see. We need to gear our assignments towards getting the cases that this orientee is gonna see off of orientation so that they are ready for that.
1: Yeah, I know in my experience, Lauren, we used to say save those aha experiences that technologically advanced procedure for the nursing student that might be doing their one day rotation, right? Right. Yeah, we're building new hires. We need to, to your point, we need to build off of competency. Now, we know new nurses, a lot of research around this, right? New nurses, individuals in general, but new nurses learn at a different pace, right? Each one of them might learn at a different pace. So I'm curious to know with all of your experience, how have you seen that kind of play out at the, we'll call it the 90 day mark, right? You might have one nurse that sets the bar here and another nurse that's just, you know, has well intention, you know, ability to try to get better, but they're just not quite there yet. Walk us through what that might look like for you.
0: Yeah, so um, I I love thinking about this because it happens all the time. We get uh, a nurse who maybe had their practicum experience and so they're pretty comfortable. Um, Maybe they even worked as a surgical tech. We had one of our new grads worked as a surgical tech for 10 years and then went back to nursing school. And so that orientee was at a very different place than our new grad who came in who had been to the OR once as a shadow experience before they uh, interviewed and then accepted the position. And so I always, you know, I coach preceptors through looking at, you know, what are the competencies? And then where are they missing that competency? What piece of it is missing? And let's try to really hone in and focus on building whatever that skill is. Um, We had a new grad recently in the OR. And it was actually just getting really comfortable talking to the different people you know, who are entering the room or leaving the room, and, and so making sure that you're comfortable interacting with that. And so from a technical standpoint, this new grad was doing great with the pieces, checking the boxes, right? which um, if you know new grads, they're very good at that. You give me a list of things to do, I can do that. Um, but then these, these interactions were really, really challenging. And so we had to work through and did a lot of role play around interacting with different members of the team and what your responsibility is. Um, When people come into the room, you don't know who they are, helping to bridge that gap of can you identify yourself? Um, What can I help you with? So uh, when they're not meeting those competencies, we really need to distill it down to what is the behavior we're looking for? And then how do we get our new grad to mimic and to actually put that behavior into practice. Um, I think, have you heard of the tiered skills acquisition model for, I not, for orientation?
1: I know. Just walk us through it, yeah.
0: So uh, the tiered skills acquisition model is one where, and it's a newer model, but it looks at building competencies. And as you gain competencies, then you move to the next level. And this is really great because instead of oh we're gonna throw you into this room and you learn everything about that service line now we're gonna pull you out through into that room and now you learn everything about that service line it's actually learning basic things first and then building upon it and it doesn't actually matter what service line that you're in so um, we're doing it right now in our cardiovascular or setting and it's been wildly successful in helping our new grads build on those skills but from a preceptor perspective what's nice is that instead of trying to teach everything, you know going into it, okay, today we're just focusing on positioning or we're just focusing on the, the parent interview. We're just, That's what our goal is for today. That's what we're gonna focus on. And we're building on things. So it's not to say we ignore everything else. You know, it's everything we've learned up to this point. And in addition, we're gonna focus on this skill. Um, but it's a really nice way for preceptors to reframe and think about, how do I help that orientee who's really struggling and, and getting them to where they
1: need to be? Yeah, you know, that's music to my ears, Lauren, because you know, I was in previous management roles in the operating room specifically, you know, it's it's like fitting puzzle pieces together, right? Do you yeah. put the, the the new orientee with one preceptor to go everywhere for, you know, 10 weeks in a row, or do you put them with the person that's the expert in said procedure? And really kind of peeling the onion back and saying, okay, this is our approach. Mm -hmm. You know, I really appreciate that. Thank you for sharing. That's that's great. Now, another thing that I I, I was thinking about preparing for this is as as a former manager, I know I had a lot of employees that were great preceptors, right? They're great. Fundamentally, they, they are challenged with giving what might not be called positive feedback. I'm assuming you've been in some of those scenarios as well. What do you do to push those preceptors to get them to that next level?
0: So uh, feedback is, at at its core, feedback is difficult for everyone at every level. Um, And I'm actually preparing right now to give a talk about feedback to our, uh, an interprofessional educational academy that we have through Boston Children's Hospital because We have our our interprofessional colleagues, our social workers, physicians, um, PTOT, they all struggle with giving this feedback. So preceptors and nurses are not unique in this, but um, feedback is just really, really challenging because people are so fearful of what's the response for going to be. And then, am I ruining this relationship because I give the feedback? And so it it gets really, really tricky. in our preceptor workshop that we do, and I'm sure this is the same in a lot of um, curriculums for preceptor workshops, we spend a long time talking about feedback and practicing feedback statements Yes. give. Um, at its core, feedback itself, you know, I can tell you this is how you should say the feedback statement, and that could go really well or go really poorly. It's not about, part of it is certainly how you structure it, but at the end of the day, what it really is about for a preceptor is saying, hey, I have your best interest in mind, right? I want you to grow professionally. And so I'm sharing these things that I noticed with you in the hopes that you'll be able to take that information and add it on to your practice and build and grow and that you will be really successful when you're independent because of it. And it's setting up that framework of I'm not doing it to nitpick. And I'm not doing it to be critical, but I'm actually doing it because I want you to grow and I want to see you succeed. And ultimately, right, I want our patients to be safe. And um, I think preceptors start really entering the conversation, part of those expectations that preceptors should set at the beginning are, I'm gonna give you feedback. That's part of my job and your pre- being a preceptor is giving that feedback. And so being comfortable setting up, this is how I typically structure my feedback. You're going to get bits and pieces throughout the day and at the end of our shift we're going to take a few minutes to summarize the things that i think are most important and that's how i typically give my feedback what, what type, uh, you know what structure have you received feedback in the past what helps you when i give feedback let's try it out today and see what happens um so we, we could talk yeah we could talk about feedback for hours i have a lot right? to say about
1: <laughs> but I think you made a key point It goes back to the t- literally the title of your stitch article which is building trust yeah. with the new the new employee, right? If you yeah. set that up front, right up right up right away, they kind of know it's coming, correct? Mm-hmm.
0: That's I mean, they should, right? That's the expectation setting and and so they know, you know, this oh, this is part of your role. I think especially for our new graduate nurse population most of them haven't really been in a position where they've gotten a lot of that feedback. And, and I don't really love to refer to feedback as positive or negative, but I just say that coaching feedback, which can certainly you know evoke feelings, um, which we know. And uh, they really haven't been in that situation because clinical instructors tend to follow whatever rubric they're given. And uh, the rest of the time, it's almost as if, oh, hey, you're in school. So whatever you get, you know, it's a learning opportunity. That's really where this is. And so then you get into this professional role and suddenly someone's saying, oh, actually, um, you didn't follow the policy there. Oh, we do it this way here. You didn't like that's not what happened. And so it it can feel like a criticism. But really, it's just saying, like, I want to make sure you don't make that mistake again.
1: Make you better. Yeah. (laughs) How if you were to provide one nugget for our listeners on how to create a psychologically safe environment, what would you say, Lauren?
0: I would say that it is about setting up your structure of I'm your preceptor, I am I want you to learn, I'm here to support you in this journey. And I hope that you feel that whenever you have a question or there's something that you don't understand, you can come and ask me because at the end of the day, what's most important is I give you all the information you need to be successful and to safely care for our patients. Um, and it really is, it's setting up that trusting relationship. So sometimes, I'll always tell preceptors, you do have to get to know your orientee a little bit, which I think in the OR is super challenging, right? Because to your point, um, oftentimes in the OR, we have our nurses, when they're on orientation, moving to different services. And our it tends to be that our nurses stay within their service line. And so we have orientees go through a bunch of different service lines to get the experience you want them to get. But their preceptors change frequently. And so I think at Boston Children's, at least, we are working really hard to help our preceptors say, you know, oh, I'm meeting you for the first time. Here's a couple things about me. I'd love to hear some things about you as well. Um, And just setting them up to feel safe and comfortable in that environment so that they can ask questions and that they can get all the information they need.
1: Thank you for that, Lauren, very insightful. You know, it's been awesome having you today. It's a very important topic. We all, preceptor, educator, leader, all need to create a psychologically safe and trusting environment for our new orientees. And you did a fantastic job. Thank you. Enjoyed the episode? Please like, comment, and subscribe. For additional PeriOp content, look for us on Instagram at AORNPix and on Facebook and LinkedIn at AORN. You can also find us at aorn.org. Thanks for listening.